Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. Satan kicked him in his side, and blood and water flowed, and they waited for the ten count of defeat. God the Father turned his head, his tears announcing Christ was dead. The ten count would proclaim the battle's end. Then Satan trembled through his sweat in unexpected horror. Yet, as God started to count by saying, Ten. Hey, hey wait a minute, God. Nine. You are counting wrong. Eight. His eyes are seven. His fingers are twitching. Six. Where's all this light coming from? Five. He's alive. Four. symbolizing death, transformed to represent new life because of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is what we've come to celebrate here at St Tom's on this Easter Sunday morning. So welcome as you join us on Facebook. A couple of notices before we proceed with our service. If you have young people in your household, then please do encourage them to join our Easter Holiday Club here on Facebook this afternoon at 2.30 when that exciting saga continues. So that's Easter Holiday Club, 2.30 this afternoon. Our evening service, Deeper, is at 7pm tonight on Zoom rather than Facebook. So that's Deeper at 7pm. And uh, one sad event that we need to advertise is one of our dear sisters, Gladys, uh, passed away a while back and her funeral will be taking place at Wessex Vale on the 8th of April at 4pm. So that's Gladys' funeral, 8th of April at 4pm. Obviously we cannot join in person but there will be a live stream from the funeral and all the details will be on our website. Also for those of you who are church members, our APCM, uh, is taking place on Sunday the 25th of April at 2pm and again that will be online. So our APCM on the 25th of April at 2pm online. Please note for our regulars there won't be a cuppa and chat session after this service. So without further ado let us move into our time of celebration. Christ yesterday and today the beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega, time belongs to him and the ages. To him be glory and power through every age forever and ever. Amen. Friends, this is the day when our Lord Jesus Christ passed from life, death to life. Throughout the world, Christians are celebrating the awesome power of God. As we hear his word, 
and proclaim what God has done, we can be confident that we shall share in his victory over death and live with him forever. May the light of Christ, rising in glory, banish darkness from our hearts and minds. We light our Easter candle. The light of Christ. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We continue our worship in song in the words of thine be the glory. today, Easter Sunday. Let us pray. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us new life and hope by raising Jesus from the dead. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. God of glory, by the raising of your Son, you have broken the chains of death and hell. Fill your church with faith and hope, for a new day has dawned, and the way to life stands open in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Next up we have an Easter reflection brought to us by Beth. Easter Sunday. We celebrate new life. We celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate that we are saved and we celebrate that he sacrificed 
we celebrate that he lives. We celebrate the life that tasted death to bring life to us through nothing more than acceptance of him as the way, the truth and the life. We celebrate love. We celebrate this one person who offered himself as a living sacrifice for the forgiveness of all our sins, who bridged the gap, who took our place. While we don't get to walk the earth in human form with him, we get to walk into every day of forever with him. With no reason except his unearnable grace and never-ending love. And the moment he passed, the curtain split in two. From top to bottom, the earth shook, the rocks split, the tombs broke open. It took one moment of one person with one ultimate sacrifice to rip what was known in two. To destroy the segregation between human and God, to liberate us into unconditional, completely loving relationship with him. He is our role model, everything we aspire to be. So let's challenge ourselves to be more like Jesus, to break away from church traditionalism and walk in the steps of the radical servant who broke social laws, who broke religious traditions and broke normal conventions of his time. He walked with friends, he took time out to pray, he resisted temptation in the desert, he healed sick people, he touched those sick people without question. He told stories and challenged the beliefs and teachings of the teachers. He taught love, he taught patience, he taught kindness, he taught listening, he taught inclusion, he taught healing, he taught dedication, he taught humility and he taught family. Jesus tried so hard to stand out. He never let peer pressure or social constructs confine him to his role. He reshaped the way we live. He raised the bar to encourage people, ordinary people, with ordinary families, with ordinary jobs, ordinary parents, ordinary education, ordinary housing, ordinary lives, to live counterculturally, to challenge expectations, to discover where the truth is, to learn and believe for yourself, to embrace who God is. Not because we should doubt, but because we should know. He didn't want blind, unthinking followers. He didn't want a herd of do-gooders. He wanted dedicated, wisdom-seeking disciples. He wanted radical, life-changing believers. He wanted passionate and all-in advocates of him. Jesus lived a life of a radical man. He lived in fear of nothing and lived for no one but God. And because he lived for God, no one got left behind. Not even you or me. No one was pushed aside. No one is more or less valuable and no one is more or less worthy. Jesus lived the realities of life in pain, in love, in joy, in anger, in temptation, in celebration, in illness, in health, in rejection, in fame. Jesus walked through the emotions and situations we walk through every day. He didn't have it easy. But he still calmed the storms. He healed the bleeding. He accepted the rejection, he fed the hungry, he saved the sinner, he touched the disease, he stepped up for the children, he taught anyone who would listen, he brought sight to the blind, he cast out demons, he raised the dead, he comforted the grieving, he washed the feet of his students, he rescued the least, the lost and the lonely. Who he is is who we can spend the rest of our lives trying to replicate, who we should spend the rest of our lives trying to replicate. Where are we a radical servant? Where are we using power to raise the powerless rather than knocking them down further? Where are we bringing peace among the chaos rather than boasting of this light we hold away from others? Where are we speaking light into the darkness rather than keeping it to ourselves out of fear? Where are we using status to represent others rather than excluding ourselves up the higher hierarchy? Where are we taking our privilege and turning it into humility rather than marvelling in our gains? Where can we be more kind? more generous, more patient, more giving, more peaceful, more loving, and more servant-hearted like Jesus. Today we celebrate the fact that this life never ended, that through death we are raised and brought into new life. We will never be able to pay it back. We're not expected to pay it back. And with a grace that sweet, how can we not step out into the life of radical adventures and advocacy? Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Now we're going to just take a short moment of silence as we bring to mind those things which have happened to us or things we have done in the past week which we need to take time out.
to say sorry to God for. Perhaps things we have done that we shouldn't have done that have grieved God, or perhaps things that we should have done that we have not. Let us take a moment of quiet just to bring those things before God, asking his Holy Spirit to search our hearts. Jesus Christ, risen Master and triumphant Lord, we come to you in sorrow for our sins and confess to you our weakness and unbelief. We have lived by our own strength and not by the power of your resurrection. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. We have lived by the light of our own eyes as faithless and not believing. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. We have lived for this world alone and doubted our home in heaven. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. We continue our worshipping song now, and our wonderful musicians, and thanks very much to them for all they've been doing uh, over the past year whilst we've been in lockdown. Tremendous amount of effort, skill and creativity gone in, so thank you, our musicians team. Please join in now with the melody that they have put together. Oh, happy day, and he is risen.
Alleluia, alleluia. I am the first and last, says the Lord, and the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Alleluia. Jenny will now bring us the gospel reading for today from John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much, Jenny. And now it's my privilege to introduce our special guest preacher this morning. Please welcome as she shares the word with us. Bishop Debbie, the Bishop of Southampton. Good morning, and thank you so much for inviting me to join with you this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we ask you now to speak to our hearts and to our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Early on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Just stop and think for a moment about Mary. Think about the events of the last week that she has been part of. Think of what she's seen, what she's heard. Think about what's going on in her mind. 
The week began with that triumphant entry into Jerusalem. People delighted to see Jesus proclaiming him as saviour. There's been a meal together, disciples gathered in an upper room. And Jesus speaking about this being the last time that he would be with them. What did that mean? What did that mean for them? They've watched Jesus be arrested, tried, and then led to death on a cross. All their hopes and dreams at that point coming to an abrupt closure. And some of them have then taken Jesus' body and placed it in a tomb because the Sabbath was drawing nearby. What a week. What a state of confusion and questioning must have been going on. And with all that behind her, Mary now comes to the tomb. She comes early in the morning. Maybe she's there to prepare Jesus' body for that final burial. It doesn't say, but she comes early in the morning. And what does she find? She finds that the stone has been removed. Not surprisingly, her first instinct is to wonder how that has happened. And she assumes that the body has been stolen. And in her upset about that, she rushes back to the rest of the disciples to tell them. Peter and the other disciple who we take to be John accompany her back. In fact, they run on ahead of her and get there first. Mary follows behind. But in our passage, the spotlight now turns on those two other disciples, one more hesitant and one much bolder. The other disciple, John, gets there first, but he waits at the entrance. Peter, on arriving in his normal fashion, charges in. And what does he find there? He finds the cloths neatly folded. John follows in behind and sees the same thing. And we have a simple and yet profound sentence that sums up what happens for him. He saw and believed. He saw and believed. John understands from what he sees about what has gone on for Jesus. He's come to that understanding from spending time with Jesus, from listening to him, from following his teaching, from witnessing all the things that he has done. And those words and that experience all come into play here. And what he sees is the fulfillment of what Jesus has been saying to him. I will die, but then I will come to life again. And the evidence of these folded cloths to John is enough for him to believe, to trust in the hope and promises of Jesus, and in his heart to know that Jesus is alive. The disciples venture back, but Mary remains alone and the spotlight now comes back to her. Her heart is still full of grief. She's weeping, she's mourning, she's confused, she's upset. She sees some angels and calls out to them a cry of confusion. I don't know where they have put him. We can hear the agony in her words. And in her grief, she looks up and sees a man. She assumes that this is the gardener and calls out to him. And when he turns and calls her by name, Mary, she knows exactly who he is. Rabboni, she responds. This is Jesus. This is her teacher. This is her saviour. And so she too returns back to the disciples. And she becomes the first witness to the risen Christ. She brings back with her that message of hope and promise. I have seen the risen Christ. Jesus is alive. And in this passage, we have two encounters that lead to belief in the resurrection. For John, it's the evidence of the empty tomb, the cloths folded neatly. 
that confirmed to him all that Jesus has told him. And it all now makes sense. And he sees and he believes. For Mary, it's the physical encounter with Jesus. She can't yet touch him. Jesus says, don't touch me yet. But he calls her by name. She recognises his voice. She sees in that encounter that she is known and that this is Jesus. And she too believes. And so they become the first witnesses to the resurrection. The first to share that nothing will ever be the same again. The first to truly understand that death has been defeated and that new life is here. What an amazing encounter. What amazing truths they have discovered. And their belief is secure. Jesus is alive. And this becomes the day when tears are wiped away. When shattered hearts are mended. When fears are replaced with joy. This is the day to celebrate that Christ is risen. And that life has changed forevermore. Easter Day, a day of celebration. Jesus is alive. And so today we celebrate with joy. We celebrate afresh the truth that Jesus is alive. And we too are witnesses to this fact. We too encounter the risen Christ in our own lives. We draw close to Jesus and he transforms us forever. And we know the truth that he is alive in our hearts. He is alive in our world today. He is alive, completing the work, using us to help him. But we want to cry out to the world, Jesus is alive. And as those first witnesses rushed back to share that good news, so too we should be stirred up to share with our world that Jesus is alive. Peter, John, Mary, the other disciples all have that, that truth to share. And that becomes a feature of the rest of their lives. Apostles, those who have encountered Jesus and those who have encountered the risen Christ. I wonder if we share that sense of joy and celebration. We do on Easter Day, but for the rest of our lives, do we wake up each day living in the knowledge and reality that Jesus is alive? Do our hearts sing with joy? Do we know that death is defeated, that tears are wiped away? that our own fears are replaced with joy. Sometimes that's hard on a day-to-day -day basis. Sometimes it's hard to live in that reality because we know we live in those in-between times where, yes, Jesus is alive, but there is more to come and the kingdom of God has not yet come in full. But today we celebrate that Jesus is alive. And we want our world to know that as a fact. And now more than ever, our world needs to know that. The pain and the confusion, the questions that are lingering. We have an answer. It may be incomplete to many, but we have an answer that makes sense of our sadness, that makes sense of our suffering, that makes sense of our grief. We have encountered the risen Christ. He has called to us by name. He knows us and invites us into a life shared with him, leading to eternal life with God the Father. We live in the resurrection of the life that Jesus offers. And so today, let's celebrate afresh. Let's remember again the joy of those first disciples to witness. Yes, they would still have had questions. Yes, they would still have faced struggles, but their lives were marked by the truth that Jesus is alive. And our lives too can be marked in that way. Let's celebrate. 
let's cry out with joy and let's witness in our lives to the truth of the risen Christ. We believe in resurrection. We believe that stones roll away and that dawn breaks afresh, that grave clothes are folded and gravestones opened. We believe that death is not all there is. And we shout, Alleluia. We believe in resurrection. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. We believe that he spoke to Mary and left footprints in the dew. And we believe today that Jesus is alive again. And we shout, Alleluia. Heavenly Father, thank you for this truth, that Jesus is alive. May we know that as a reality in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives. And may we, through our witness, show the world that Jesus is alive. Amen. future in the search for our new vicar. I'm just going to leave a short moment of quiet now as you gather your thoughts and reflections on what Bishop Debbie has shared with us. I think my key takeaway was death defeated, new life is here. Let us celebrate that new life through our lives as we live them out in the joy of the risen Christ at this Easter time. We turn now to prayer and today our prayers are led by Danny and after her prayers we will come bring our prayers together in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Father, as we conclude Holy Week with our Easter celebrations, having journeyed with Jesus through his suffering, ridicule and death, we now experience the joy of the resurrection. However, we also bring to you the people we know whose Easter will be different this year, those who have lost family members, those still suffering from the effects of coronavirus, children returning to a difficult home life having only just returned to school, and people struggling to get by due to the disruption to jobs and income this last year has brought. We also pray for Noah and his family. May you provide them with comfort and strength during his treatment. We trust that you are in control, so we lift the global situation to you. Please direct the vaccine rollout so that those who need it most have access. And within England, keep us safe as restrictions start to lift again. Guide our government to make decisions that are best for the nation's health. But we also understand that they have a tough job and won't always be able to please everyone. In Jesus' name, Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. And forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Danny, for leading our prayers today. We come now to our final song, during which we would encourage you to make your offering for the work of St Tom's, uh, both here in our community, but also supporting our mission partners here and abroad. We do thank you for your gifts that have enabled us to sustain our ministries, uh, even though some of them are now virtual uh, throughout the lockdown period. And as we do at Christmas time, perhaps could we encourage you at this Easter time that part of your celebration is by offering an Easter gift, an Easter love gift to Jesus. The link for your giving will appear in the Facebook comments. Once again, we do thank you 
for being able to sustain our ministry through your generosity. So we sing now our final song, See His Love.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. As we come towards the close of our service, a final blessing. After each sentence, please respond simply with Amen. God the Father, by whose love Christ was raised from the dead, open to you who believe the gates of everlasting life. Amen. God the Son, who in bursting from the grave has won a glorious victory, give you joy as you share the Easter faith. Amen. God the Holy Spirit, who filled the disciples with the life of the risen Lord, empower you and fill you with Christ's peace. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us new life and hope by raising Jesus from the dead. God has claimed us as his own. He has brought us out of darkness. He has made us light to the world. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on this Easter Sunday celebration. And just as a reminder, please, if you have younger ones in your family or bubble, please uh, encourage them to join our Easter Holiday Club this afternoon at 2.30 on Facebook. Easter Holiday Club, 2.30 on Facebook. Our deeper service is on Zoom this evening at 7pm, deeper 7pm on Zoom. Please see the website for details if you forget, or have a look at our Outlook um, news sheet. Gladys' funeral will be on the 8th of April at 4pm, so that's the 8th of April at 4pm. And if you look on the website, there will be details on how to um, connect to her service via the internet. Also, our annual parochial church meeting on Sunday the 25th of April at 2pm. Just a reminder too that there is no cuppa and chat this week after the service. But please do come and look at the wonderful cross in front of the church that has been dressed especially to celebrate that death is no more, new life is with us. So please, as you take your uh, Easter constitutional today, please pop by and have a look at the wonderful floral decoration and the dressing of the cross. Thank you once again for joining us. May you have a blessed Easter as we look forward to the next seven weeks of Eastertide in the church calendar. In Jesus' name.